Welcome to That's Entertaining. Thank you for listening. Um, joining me tonight is Justin. Justin, say hello. Hello, everybody. Hey. So, we just wanted to start a podcast and kind of get things out there in the ether about entertainment stuff. So, talking about movies, TV, comics, video games, anything that entertains you, we find that to be entertaining. So, uh, talking tonight, we'll just discuss a few things. Justin, what have you been up to? Well, I have been doing lots of stuff this week, actually. Uh, mostly watching a lot of Clone Wars. Uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars. Um, I'll let you turn on to the show by you, by uh, the great Nate. <laughs> and uh, my first point I have to point out is Jar Jar is just the worst character ever created. <laughs> I, Have you watched the episode called Bombad Jedi yet? Uh, I'm not sure which episode it was. Uh, there was an episode where he was, well, he's been in a few episodes, but him and Padme uh, got stuck in a planet. And he was just horrible. Everything, I can't stand any scenes with him in it. And I never understood the hate for Jar Jar until the show. <laughs> so, yeah. Now I understand. But yeah, I cool. I'm, I am loving the show actually. Uh, I've never watched the show, not continually. I've been doing, and uh, it's just great to hear all the Star Wars music, the sound effects. It I'm so ready for the episode uh, seven now, and that's probably my favorite part about the show is just the nostalgia factor. Yeah. Pulling you back into the universe, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think the animation's good. You know, lightsaber uh, battle scenes are uh, really fun to watch. So what you'll find as you progress in that show, uh, are, you in, are you in season one right now, probably? Yes, I'm still in season one. So as the show gets better... So the the video quality you'll get better in it, right? Uh, the animation style, the overall like every effect is better as it continues on. So right now in season one, it'll look okay. Their hair doesn't really move. Their their clothes don't move. But by the time you get to the end of that series, it's it's crazy the night and day difference. They do Wookies. They have uh, Palpatine in flowing robes. Uh, it's just really crazy how much detail and advancement there is from the first season to the sixth. It's it's crazy. I'm looking forward to what you think uh, as you progress through. Yeah, I'm almost excited. It's almost like a burden to have. I, I feel like I have to go through the first couple seasons to appreciate what, you know, what everyone's feel, how everyone feels about the later seasons. But uh, mm-hmm. even right now, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I, you know, I usually turn it on before I go to bed every night and watch an episode or two. Uh, turn it on during lunch every now and then and sit there and watch it on my <laughs> phone. So, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, another show I've been watching a lot lately and I highly suggest is Black Mirror. Have you heard about the show at all? You know, I think I've heard of it, but I have no idea what it actually is. So it's a, uh, I don't know if it's from BBC or it's definitely a British, British show um, from that side of the, the ocean, but it's a very, very dark 
version of um, Twilight Zone. And it's, it revolves on some sort of technology. Every episode is it's different. And every episode revolves around some sort of future technology that we might come across. But it's a, it's a very dark show. And I mean, I'm loving it. I, I, there's three, se- or three episodes to a season. And I just started the fourth episode. They're about 45 to an hour long. Mm-hmm. And uh, I highly suggest I don't want I can't talk about too much because every episode is different and I don't want to spoil anything. But I highly suggest that anyone who likes technology or likes to think about what new technology will actually bring us. Um, you know, sometimes we come out with these new things and uh, we don't realize how they'll actually be used. And that's kind of what that show explores. Nice. That sounds interesting. Is that on Netflix? Yeah. Uh, first two seasons are on Netflix. Um, I think... They are airing it right now, but not. I don't think they air it at all in the U.S. It's being aired probably on BBC. I'm not sure what exactly it is. Uh, I know they just had a Christmas episode with uh, like John Hamm and some other big names, actually. So it's hmm. bringing in some big names. Very good show. And then I'll get to my games. Uh, I did pick up Dragon Age this week. Awesome. So I started that a couple nights ago. I've probably put in about four hours so far. So just starting out. Oh, you're still a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will admit, though, honestly, out of those four hours, probably over an hour is just me messing around on the character creator. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing is I probably spent a good half hour, 40 minutes, creating a uh, nice rogue uh, elf. You know, I gave him all the cool facial features and everything. And I went to play it again uh, the next night and decided I didn't like the look of that elf. So I spent a good uh, another 40 minutes or so creating the human character. and I'm much more happy with him. So, so you're speciesist. Uh, you could say that. <laughs> I like the idea of an elf, but um, something about the character model, I, just, I didn't enjoy it. I thought, you know what, if I'm going to get sucked into this game like other people have for over 50 hours or 80 hours i don't know if i want to be looking at that same character model for a while so i thought i'll stick with a human you know the nice scar over the eye and Uh sweet tattoo but yeah i this game is great i love it i'm just i mean i beat the first tutorial boss and that's it so i have a lot more to play there that's that's pretty cool my xbox tells me that I've been playing the game for 80 hours. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm one of those people, too. I have a human female, um, because, I mean, you figure, if you're going to be uh, playing a game for a while, you might as well have something decent to look at. So, <laughs> um, my character, I named her Brooklyn. I kind of formed her after my wife, so oh, that's okay. okay. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty, it's a, it's an amazing game. The The depth of everything that you can do in that game, uh, all the non-playable character interactions that you have, all the missions that you could easily miss, it, it harkens me back to back in the day when on like Xbox with Knights of the Old Republic. That game I played 
at least no 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 exaggeration 12 13 times um when it when it came out like in within the first year because every time i played through it whether you did light side dark side whatever you wanted to do i always found something different or something happened differently uh and that was my first foray into the bioware games where they have those kind of branching paths and it really just kind of sucks you in because there is it it seems an unlimited number of possibilities i mean i know there's got to be some uh, defined number out there but it's just ugh, so fun so good that game is is very well worth the time absolutely i'm really glad i picked it up uh, i think i got it get it for twenty dollars off on an amazon deal one day and nice all right i'm I, i'm not gonna give this up so i bought it and i'm i'm really enjoying it i still have lots of other games to finish but i am enjoying it i have a backlog that's starting on my xbox one and on my wii u yeah it's crazy i'm, I'm surprised how soon my backlog starting on my ps4 i feel like i got all these games within the last two months and i just I don't have the time to finish them Mm-hmm. A good problem to have. Yeah, it's an embarrassment of riches. I mean, come on. <laughs> you you have too much to play, right? Yeah. And it's like, you, you look at your stack, and you're like, man, I don't know what to play. And then you just go back to something you've been playing for 80 hours instead of starting something new. But, I mean, as soon as I finish Dragon Age, I'll I'll let it rest for a minute. But I'll go back to it and play it as a different kind of class or a character altogether. Make different decisions because I'm playing through it as kind of, kind of the good person, you know. But I kind of also want to play through it as kind of just like the bad person, just to kind of see how things happen differently. Um, but I usually always play through those types of games good for the first round. Yeah, I'm the same way. Good all the way. I always wonder though who. Who is the monster that goes through on a first playthrough and chooses all the awful lines and awful decisions? <laughs> I do like in in this game, you can turn. Uh, if you look at the the little uh, dialogue wheel in the middle when you select different options, there's like a little symbol that appears. Uh, whether it's you're using one of your uh, perks. Uh, for a dialogue choice, or if it's um, a happy choice, or the different emotions mm-hmm. that are tied with it, you can turn that off and just get the dialogue. So that way, you're not always selecting along with a specific emotional choice, but with whatever you want to do, which I think I might do the second time through, just to kind of see how things roll. Yeah, I didn't know that was an option, actually. I, I would like to... Uh, play like that. I, cause I, I was actually, when you were starting with that sentence, I was going to say, I don't enjoy how they tell you kind of what those options are going to be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I might, I might check that out. Do that option. Yeah, because later on you'll have the choice to, like, you know, romance different characters and stuff, and so there's a little heart that'll appear if you want to try to romance them. And, Obviously, if you want to try to romance them, you're just going to choose that choice every time. But if you... Whoop! I heard something there. Uh, but if you turn that off, then it doesn't matter if you, if you are trying to romance them or not. It'll just kind of naturally progress. If you chose those choices, good. Uh, 
based on the dialogue, but you don't have the the little cheater uh, there to tell you what you're doing. Absolutely. And then uh, last thing for me, I just got to bring this up. I've been getting these emails from Bungie lately. I got one uh, two weeks ago uh, telling me that I had a reward in the uh, game. And uh, I went and checked that out last week, and it was, I want to say like 200 reputation, point, reputation points or 200 Vanguard marks. Some, I, who knows? Stupid Destiny stuff. And um, I got another email today uh, telling me to jump back into Destiny and that they're going to give me a thousand reputation points. <laughs> uh, which I don't know if you've played Destiny. Uh, have you? Yeah, uh, I got a level 28 Hunter on my Xbox One. Oh, okay. So you, you're well aware of how that whole system works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting that I, it's actually a good incentive because it kind of removes some of the grinding that I'll have to do to get back into the paid content. Cause I, I do. I bought the um, deluxe edition. And I have the DLC downloaded, but I still haven't even played the Vault of Glass. And who knows if I'll ever get to the other raids. I would like to, uh, but I, I think it's a good incentive to get back into it. I attempted the Vault of Glass probably about three or four times. I got pretty close to the end, but I I still didn't complete it. Um, whatever happened is by the time we got to a part where you have to have people going through portals, mm-hmm. I would have everybody would just kind of peter out and say that they were done for the night. They just kind of got tired and. You could never find someone to come in and feel, uh, fill the hole that someone left. So that's where we were always at with that. We get close to the end, and I always heard that we're right there, but I never got past that. All right, so that's what I've been doing this week, uh, fun stuff. Uh, what have you been up to, Nate? Um, this and that, mostly Dragon Age, but we've already talked about that. Um. I've also been playing Monopoly really? on Xbox One. Really? I picked that up. It was on sale from Best Buy. And uh, it, it with Gamer Club Unlocked, it was about 16 bucks. So I figured I'd give it a shot. I'm, I'm a Monopoly fan. Um, no one ever likes to play it with me, though. My wife's not a huge fan. <laughs> um, but there's some guys that I know on Xbox Live that said, Hey, if you ever get it, let me know. I'll play with you. Plus, you can also play against AI, and it's just a lot easier because you don't have to worry about setting up the money and all that other stuff. Uh, just to you know, hop in the disc and say, "Hey, let's play a game of Monopoly." Mm-hmm. So, been playing some of that. Uh, I actually today got the one thousand out of one thousand uh, on Monopoly. So, really, uh, <laughs> it was. It took me a total of two games to get it, um, and maybe about. Was it two and a half hours or so to do? So if you're an achievement hunter, that's definitely the way to go. Uh, if you want to get a quick thousand points. Yeah, no kidding. That sounds uh, that's almost impossible to do that within that time frame. Yeah. So uh, I've been playing. Those are my my games. I've been playing Monopoly, uh, Dragon Age. Um, I did get the Guardians of the Galaxy Blu-ray. Uh, I haven't actually watched the Blu-ray yet. Uh, that's on my list of things to do. Because there's actually supposed to be a whole lot of uh, 
nice features and stuff on it. And there's a look forward to Avengers. So I'll definitely have to uh, take a look at that and let you know. But uh, I've been watching the digital version. So I loaded that onto my phone. And I've just been playing it. Because I saw the movie in the theater about, I think, three times? Maybe four? Oh, yes. Yeah, but it it was good. I saw it in 2D. I saw it in 3D IMAX. Uh, you know, I took my wife and I went and saw it again. So uh, I saw it a lot in the theaters. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, so much so that I sought out the uh, the limited edition steelbook from Best Buy. Yeah, and I picked that up. So it, it's pretty cool. The steelbook looks like a cassette player. And there's like a little... Uh, supposed to look like his, you know, cassette player from the movie with the awesome mix volume one tape in there. And then on the spine of the DVD case, it has like the controls for uh, a tape deck. So it has the rewind, uh, the play, the pause, a stop. It It's pretty cool. I, I thoroughly enjoy the casing on that. Yeah, I, uh, I actually picked up the Guardians of Blu-ray this week too as well. I did not indulge in the steel case i did i seen it online i seen it was available at my local best buy but i i just couldn't bear to do it I, i've got a problem with steel books actually while we talk while we while you mention it i have a problem too but i think it's the opposite problem you have. <laughs> <laughs> well i've got a weird problem is uh so i've got a nice stack of dvds i've had these for years and i'm mm-hmm. developing a nice stack of blu-rays steel cases just don't they don't fit in that they don't look right they, they stand out too much and it's uh, it's unpleasing to me that they <laughs> stick out like that um same thing that goes for uh, i don't know if you remember those old uh we've got a few of them left but those old like paper dvd cases that like the latch closes in the back yeah i, I can't stand those i i'm very there's a few movies we have left with those in the pile and i'm so tempted to just toss it but i hate it i hate the case so much <laughs> I so I love the steel book. I'm a huge sucker for it. Uh, that's my problem. If there's a steel book, I will opt for that, even if it's like five dollars more. Case in point, Halo Two. When that came out, it was five dollars more for the special edition uh, or limited edition. I can't remember what they called it, but it was just a steel book case. And I think it had a DVD in it. That's all it was. But it was five dollars more. So yeah, I got that. That was my first you know, experience. I was like, ooh, this is kind of cool. A little bit of a variant cover type thing. That's like the comic book collector in me. It's a variant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, through the years, other games have done it, so I've always tried to get that. My my copy of Destiny, um, for instance, is the limited edition that has the steel case. Uh, I got the limited edition Forza uh, 5 for Xbox One, and that's the, the steel case too. So any game, if there's a like a $10 difference or so i'll definitely get the the more expensive for the steel case and usually it'll have any more it'll have digital content like um forza had you know some sort of limited car pack or whatever with it uh and then destiny had the expansion pack included with it but it was it's worth it for me because i love the steel book uh, i can see what you're saying with with having the the uniform uh DVD cases all lined up in a row. But then, if you have that one standing out, 
and you took the time to get the steelbook, you know there's something special about that one <laughs> sitting there. So you can pick it out from across the room. It's like, yep, there's Guardians of the Galaxy right there. I know that's where it is because that's got the steelbook and it stands out. Very- so, I don't know. It's, I, I love it. I, I have, uh, as far as movies go on, on Blu-ray uh, that have a steelbook, I have Iron Man 2, uh, the Captain America 2, uh, Guardians, um, and some other ones. I'm sure I'm just not thinking of them all, but those ones I have the steelbooks of. And I, 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 like, I like having them because it's just, ah, there's something about it. I don't know what it is. It's, it's not plastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I... They do. They look so premium. It's so nice, and mm-hmm. uh, I love Guardians. Uh, I I also seen them in the theaters twice, I think, and immediately you know got it on Blu-ray this week. And it probably that probably be the one movie that I should get a uh, start my collection with. I just couldn't do it yet. Um, I don't know. Maybe if they come out with like a steel book like Marvel collection one day, where I just have them all in one gigantic steel case. <laughs> I could go for something like that, maybe. But uh, did you did you see the the Phase One collection when they had that? No, I didn't. So it collected uh, uh, Iron Man through Avengers, all those movies in between. So you had uh, the Incredible Hulk, uh, Iron Man Two, Thor, and the first Captain America, and the Avengers. It put them all like in a case. And there was a, a Tesseract replica in the case, too. And then um, instead of cases, they all came in like a paper file, which I didn't really care for that. But it, they all came in, in an actual case, too. So in the beginning of Avengers, when he takes the Tesseract and puts it in that case, that's pretty much what they packaged mm-hmm. it in. Okay. So I didn't opt for it. I I had it pre-ordered from Amazon at one time. But I ended up canceling that pre-order um, just because I had them all already. And I, as cool as be as it would be to have that, uh, it's it that would be an awkward thing to try to display somewhere or to put somewhere. It would invariably end up in a closet, and I would never see it again. I completely understand. I uh, I went through that same reaction with the the Breaking Bad series. Uh, did a collector's edition of that, and it came in a barrel with all uh-huh. the DVDs. And I had I had the same thing. I had it pre-ordered on Amazon, and I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, every single episode's available on Netflix. That's where mm-hmm. that's where we watch it. And where am I gonna store this stupid thing? You know, I'm I'm gonna gaze at it for a week straight and then put it away. So I opted to put it back too. So completely understand. Yeah. So with collector's editions, that's kind of where I fall. If it's an individual thing that's got a cool variant, I'll try to get the variant. But like you said, like with Breaking Bad or with the Avengers, that Phase One box set, it it's just not not for me. It's just the packaging doesn't fit on my shelf. It just doesn't look quite right when you have it there. Um, I, but as I say this, I'm looking at the Bond 50 collection. It has all the Bond movies, which that's its own thing. It, it's got like two books inside of this, uh, box that have, uh, the Silver Age and the Golden Age, they call it, of Bond. Um, and so they're all, it fits like two on a page in like a, a cardboard 
or heavy paper plastic uh, container. It's weird. It's, so it's just sitting on top of my cabinet right now. But that's that's the only thing that I really have with my movies that's kind of a collection like that. Um, and I had to get the Bond collection. I mean, come on, it's all all the Bond movies up through Skyfall in one box. Yeah, that is a, on Blu-ray. That is a but yeah, so I got Guardians. Uh, happy with that purchase. Obviously, I've I will get many viewing experiences out of it from home. Um, and I did also um, uh, get my invitation today, uh, switching gears a little bit for my Halo Five beta, uh, the multiplayer beta. When we started recording, it was about 95% complete, and a couple minutes ago I saw that it finally installed completely, so as soon as we're done recording, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, although it will be tough uh, to break away, even for a night, from Dragon Age, because I know I'm so close to beating it. 80 hours in, and I talked to a coworker who has beaten it. He said it took him about 90 or so. So I, I figure I, if I focused on it this weekend i could probably beat it even though i'm in no rush to i just want to be able to have the kind of spoilery conversations uh there there's different forums and different people talking about the the endings right now and i stay away from those because i don't want to get spoiled on it but i would like to join in uh, when i get to that point and then also i i have an addiction that i have to admit <laughs> to yeah, this one is more of a recent one, though. And when it began, I didn't think that I was going to be in, like all in. Uh, but what I'm talking about are little pieces of plastic that happen to have an NFC chip in them <laughs> and are licensed by Nintendo. So, uh, with Super Smash Brothers, Nintendo launched a line of figures called Amiibo. And they're pretty much, all the figures that are available now are uh, fighters that are available in Super Smash Brothers. And you can uh, take them out of the packaging, touch them to your Wii pad, and then you can have them in the game and they'll fight alongside you. So that's what they're, that's what they're built for. But, uh, I'm a collector. Uh, I don't know if I've told you this before, <laughs> but uh, I also have a huge collection of like Star Wars action figures and stuff like that. And when I saw this and I saw the quality on them and just that there's a ton of figures that are available, I had to, I had to, I had to get in on that. So first, I was just gonna get Marth, uh, Fox, and Mario. So I was just gonna get three. Then I looked a little bit closer. And I was like, you know what? I like these other ones too. So I'm just going to get like these other four. I ordered them. And then at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm over halfway there. I might as well go all in and just get all these figures. Uh, so up to this point, I have all of the uh, figures boxed. Uh, I do have a Marth that is unboxed as well. Uh, so I have two Marths, but I have one of everything else in there all boxed. Uh, and there's going to be new ones that come out. So Wave 2 is kind of shipping now. Um, Wave 3 is in February. And 
in Wave 3, there's going to be some store-exclusive Amiibos. Uh, you have Toys R Us is going to get Lucario, which is uh, one of the Pokemon Amiibo uh, fighters. And then Best Buy is going to get Meta Knight. He's a... Uh, I forget what he's from, actually. But he's from another game. Um, and then... Uh, Rosalina and Luma. Uh, that's a figure that's going to be exclusive from Target. And then there's one more. Um, Shulk. And she's going to be exclusive from uh, GameStop. So when when I could, I went ahead and pre-ordered all those. But I still haven't been able to pre-order the Rosalina and Luma Amiibo. I've pre-ordered all the rest except that one. Um, and they ordered, they opened up pre-orders for them about, I don't know, uh, I think it was two days ago at 3 a.m. Central Time. So, and it sold out within like 30 minutes. And nobody knew what they were, that they were opening up pre-orders. Uh, so there was a big write-up on Destructoid about that. Um, but So I still haven't had any a, a ability to get that one, pre-ordered or otherwise. And then my Toys R Us Lucario figure, I got an email uh, this morning about 1 a.m. that said that they had canceled the pre-order. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> so I guess they maybe they oversold their stock or what? I don't know. Uh, so I stopped by uh, Toys R Us today, and in their store that you can actually take their their pre-order cards like you can with games, and pre-order uh, amiibo figures too. So I put my dollar down and got my amiibo uh, Lucario card, and hopefully come February first I can get my Lucario. I'll just go in there and grab it. Um, but I'm still not sure about the Rosalina and Luma, but I have the rest of them all pre-ordered. Now, whether the pre-orders stand or not, that's to be determined, uh, because Nintendo has actually come out and said that uh, they've discontinued some of the figures already. So, Marth, uh, the Wii Fit Trainer, and I think it was Peach? I'm not sure. Uh, but there's three figures that are, no, Villager, uh, that are really hard to find right now. They're going for exorbitant amounts on eBay. It's crazy. Um, but if I can't have them all, like if, if I get to that point in February and I don't have the exclusive ones, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that makes any sense or not, um, but, uh, I'll, I'll try to get them. If I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just sell my whole collection. Wow. Uh, you have a sickness, my friend. I do. It's it's bad. And this is just a precursor. So, uh, Star Wars Episode Seven is coming out in December, and I am deathly afraid as to what collectibles <laughs> uh, are going to accompany that. Because <laughs> when I was younger, before I was married, I had a Star Wars collection to rival the, the greats. But, you know, as I was approaching getting married and stuff like that, I went ahead and had to sell some things off. And uh, I still have the itch. You know, I always have that itch to buy a cool figure, to buy this or that, if I see it, that's neat. Um, and I love the lightsabers. So any, like, lightsaber collectible will always just kind of catch my eye a little bit more, and I'll linger just a little bit closer to it. Um, but I'm looking forward to see what they have 
But at the same time, I am not looking forward to it. Yeah, I completely understand. Um, as far as the Amiibos go, I I'm extremely happy with the reaction. Everyone, I'm not I'm not happy with your addictions. <laughs> Let me get that straight. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's so much bad news about Nintendo all the time, and I don't have a Wii U yet. Uh, I will eventually get one. It's just not the console for me right now. But I mean, I love Nintendo, and I never want Nintendo to go away. And it's just great to hear that they're having such success with this Amiibo deal. I, I had no idea it was going to take... I mean, and I'm not even 100% sure it is taking off the way I feel like it is, but it's the people like you and, you know, you listen to some of the people from IGN or other big gaming sites, and they're everyone's obsessed over these Amiibos. It's, it, mm-hmm. it is... You're not, you're not alone in your addiction. I promise you that. And uh, there's a reason there. I mean, they're going for crazy amounts on eBay, like you said, and... I, I, I think it's great news overall for Nintendo, and it's good news for the future of Nintendo, because it's, it's cash flow, and I'm sure it's good cash flow, so I, I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying the Amiibos. Well, I don't know if you're enjoying them, but <laughs> you're... <laughs> I get to look at, look at them in the box. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> You've got quite a collection, but no, I, it's good. Uh, I think it's a good product for Nintendo, and I'm... I've I've seriously thought I don't I don't even have a Wii U I don't have a 3DS I don't have anything I've I've been thinking constantly like oh, should I just go pick some up What if I find an exclusive one Who knows mm-hmm. I, You know I love Nintendo characters they, just from you know back in the day uh, with their uh, other consoles So I know I'd enjoy just having them But uh, we'll see if I fall down that rabbit hole or not Yeah it's it's definitely uh a rabbit hole, like you said. Once you start, you uh, commit to saying, hey, I want this one. And if you linger and like, oh, let's get this one too, it'll just start snowballing <laughs> from there. Um, a, a co-worker of mine at work, he he doesn't have a Wii or anything either, but he saw my Samus when I, when I got her, and he ordered one of her because he likes Samus, and he just has her sitting on the desk there, which is cool. It's, it's a nice little... Uh, thing to put on your desk there too, um, which reminds me, on Black Friday, I actually spent Black Friday not shopping for any deals or anything, but I decided I would take that day to go to all the stores that I could think of that sold amiibos to try to find the the Samus uh, Factory Error amiibo to see if there was any uh, of those around. It was her with two arm cans instead of just the one, but yeah, that was. Uh, that was an exercise in futility. Um, but hey, I, I made my rounds and I at least have a, had a story to tell out of it. But Absolutely. All right. But yeah, that's my addiction. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to hear. Um, well, do you want to jump into some news? Sure. All right. I've got some, uh, some news stories. I think the big one, um, I, we both love movies. And I, I think it would be a mistake not to talk about At least mention this. The big controversy around the interview. Uh, have you been following this at all? Yeah, so, I mean, it's in mainstream media and everything yeah. now. Like, tonight, I was watching the, the world news, and there was a there was a story about it. It's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I Google, and I was just Googling the interview this morning, and my local news station has been writing about it. Uh, I think it's insane. What I I knew, I knew when I saw this 
the trailer for this movie. Like, Alright, this is trouble. Uh, I don't know what kind of trouble, but I knew it was going to be controversial. But, you know, with the Sony hat, and, uh, I don't want to get into it too much, because I don't know all the details, but, you know, it seems like even the government's getting into it, and, um, it's just, it, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But. I, I can't believe, like, three months ago, nobody cared about this movie. Everybody kind of knew that it was coming, people talked about it, um, but nobody cared, right? And then the Sony hack happens, and all of a sudden, everybody's kind of like wondering what, who did it, whatnot. Then the FBI links to that it was North Korea, and that they don't want this movie released. It's just so crazy. Uh, I mean, this is the first time I can remember. Uh, I mean, there there have been a ton of satirical movies that you know. Did you ever see Hot Shots? Uh, like Hot Shots Part Two? No. So that was like a funny movie, and Saddam Hussein was a character in it, where we, where the United States went over and you know, funnily uh, rescued guys from there and took out Saddam Hussein. But that was a long time ago. Uh, then the Team America came out, and was it two thousand two or three? Yeah. And that was a North Korea yeah. uh, movie too. I mean, and and there was a a story I saw this morning that kind of connected that that. <laughs> a couple of theaters were going to show Team America because they couldn't show uh, the interview. Yeah. And Paramount pulled the exhibition rights to show Team America. Yeah, I'd seen that. Um, I think it was actually the Alamo Draft House and a few other movie theaters. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I think it's just bizarre. I thought it was a little funny that they were going to play that movie in place of uh, the interview because they, they are mm-hmm. very much in the same vein, especially... Have you, did you see Team America? It's been a long yeah. time ago. I mean, they do. They spent a good portion, you know, poking fun at uh, North Korea and the dictatorship over there. But yeah, you're right. This this whole situation is insane. So we'll we'll see where it goes. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it still comes out to theaters. Honestly, I uh, I think we'll we'll see. everyone will see it at some point. It's it's not just gonna yeah. die. I, it, it's a movie that I really had no interest in seeing up until this week. You know what I mean? With all the news surrounding it and all the the controversy surrounding it, it's the best publicity the movie could ever have received. And now no one's going to see it. Like you know, at this point, absolutely, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, going on uh, another big story in video games this week: Minecraft is getting a Telltale game. <laughs> Next. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I have the same thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Minecraft is Minecraft. You know, every hopefully anyone listening to this podcast knows what Minecraft is. Um, I've I've fallen into the Minecraft rabbit hole before too. I there's no way possible. I, I don't see a story, deep driven story game from Telltale coming out of this franchise, but. Hey, it's happening. So that's that's news. <laughs> I, what are you gonna do? Like, okay, you look at the Wolf Among Us, The Walking Dead, and uh, there's the Game of Thrones one now, and the Tales from the Borderlands. Those all make sense, right? Mm-hmm. They all have a 
an established narrative that they're kind of interpreting in their own way. What's there to interpret in Minecraft? <laughs> you know, because you're, you're, it's like Lego, the Telltale game. What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. But anyway, I, 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 I don't understand it because I'm not in the Minecraft, you know, realm of things. My nephew, he really, he's into it all the time. Um, so, and I understand the appeal. I played with Legos when I was a kid. I loved building stuff. I just can't see doing it in a virtual environment. Um, so I've never really gotten into the Minecraft thing. But Telltale could be making the best game in the world. We don't know. I mean, people scoffed when Marvel did Guardians. We didn't see what that did. But uh, I don't know. I... <laughs> I'm down on it right now, but I don't know. I it's not for me. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Either way, um, back to movies. Actually, I think I want to talk about this. The Suicide Squad movie uh, that mm-hmm. was announced uh, a few months back. Now I think it had been leaked for. Um, I think we have a, almost a full cast now. Um, the news this week was that. Viola Davis would be cast as Amanda Waller. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's been in a few yeah. movies. Uh, I could definitely see that. Tough, um, tough woman. Uh, good role for her. And, uh, I just want to do a quick rundown of the whole cast. Cause I, this is big news for me. I mean, <clears throat> them to be pulling all these big names. Are, so you've got Will Smith as Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Leto as the Joker. Uh, Margaret Robbie as Harley Quinn. Um, she, do you know, are you familiar with her at all? Um, no. She, she was in that movie uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, oh, I just blanked out. I, I can't think of that movie that she was in with. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street, yes. was that yeah, it? Yeah, was that, yes. Um, so yeah, she's, she's a good actress. And then Tom Hardy as Rick Flag. And Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. And Kara Delevingne as the Enchantress. So that's uh, huge names, uh, especially Tom Hardy, Will Smith, and Jared Leto. Uh, I think it's pretty unbelievable that they're they're really trying. DC's trying their hardest to mm-hmm. beat Marvel at their own game at this point. But I don't know. We'll see where it goes. What do you think about Tom Hardy being back in the DC universe so soon? Um, I honestly I don't have that big a problem with that. The Dark Dark Knight trilogy was it's a trilogy set off on its own thing. It's gonna have nothing to do, and I think it'll be really obvious. Um, after, especially after the Batman vs Superman movie, it'll be very obvious that they're not in the same universe. Um. But this new the Suicide Squad movie will be in the same universe as Batman vs Superman, so you're getting a new Batman, you know, getting a new Tom Hardy. Not to mention he is a lot of his facial features and a lot of stuff was covered up in the Dark Knight movie, so I don't think it'll be that bad. I'm not upset. About it. I know a lot of people are upset. I'm not that upset about it. Yeah. I think the movie will be actually really good. Um, they 
the Marvel, not Marvel, whoops, DC uh, just put out an animated movie of the Suicide Squad. It was about, um, six months ago now, maybe? Yeah. Um, but that was actually really well done, too. They've been doing an awesome job on their DC animated movies, by the way. Uh, Flashpoint Paradox is one of the best animated films I have seen. It it's really good. If you haven't watched it yet, it's 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 superb. Um even if you're not a huge fan of the Flash or anything, it's really worth watching if you like DC universe in general. Um but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I think it'll be really good. Um that's actually of the Marvel I keep saying Marvel. <laughs> of the DC movies that were announced when they announced all this roster, I was the most intrigued by the Suicide Squad movie because it has really the most potential um, to kind of tell the bad guys gone good kind of story. Uh, Basically like the Dirty Dozen uh, to kind of get that that through there. I think it'll be really good. Yeah, I I agree. We'll wait and see, I guess. Especially after Batman vs. Superman. I'm curious how that'll turn out. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's the thing, right? You gotta wait and see how Batman and Superman does first. Uh, see how well received Batfleck is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I personally think that he'll do a good job as Batman. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I can see him being a, a brooding Bruce Wayne, um, and he's he can he can do well. Uh, Daredevil wasn't his fault. No. Um, it. I'm I'm anxious to see the direction that they go with it. I'm the most nervous about Zack Snyder directing uh, than I am any of the casting. Yeah. Um, Because Zack Snyder can either be really good or really not good. I wouldn't say bad, but just he's either great or just okay. And I'm I'm hoping for greatness. Yeah, I agree. He's He's got movies on both ends of the spectrum for me. Mm -hmm. I think he'll do a good job. I, I, I'm. I find it hard to believe that this movie will tank or anything. So it'll be enjoyable. I don't know if it'll be Marvel enjoyable, but it'll be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the more fun news, uh, I thought this was funny. Nice. Uh, Pac-Man themed restaurant coming to Chicago. Um, a Pac-Man themed restaurant. Yeah, I, I. I'm looking at it now. It's actually. It looks like it's gonna be a. More of a barcade slash restaurant type of thing, um, but yeah, it's opening up in uh, Chicago's Woodfield Mall next <laughs> January. Actually, um, I might have to make a trip to Chicago. Yeah, I uh, you know I think that should be a fun. Uh, maybe a that's entertaining production or something. Get, <laughs> get going there. So I thought that was interesting. Fun stuff. Um, other news: uh, Samsung Gear VR came out this week. I don't know if you're interested in that at all. Um, not really. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Oculus Rift um, teamed up with Samsung to, so that Samsung can, you know, pretty much use their technology and come out with their own virtual reality device. And, hmm. uh, it's out. It, it seems like it works, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. Uh, I'm a proponent of technology advancing, obviously. Uh, I just, I'm not, 
I'm not sold on it yet. I don't see a particular uh, good application for it at this point in time. Um, give it five years on the open market. I think you'll see a lot of cool things uh, start to come with that, though. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's a uh, fun to think about what's going to happen. And then my uh, last bit of news that I found, or I found fun anyways, is, um, you know, we were talking about Minecraft earlier. A notch, uh, Marcus Person, um, the man who created Minecraft, he just uh, outbid Jay-Z and Beyonce for a record-setting uh, home mansion in Beverly Hills. I, I saw an article about that, yeah. Uh, it's, it's dumb news, but I, I think it's fun. I think it's very, I mean... The fact that a video game creator created this thing that made him billions, and now he's just living the high life. I see some pictures of the of the mansion. Yeah, it looks like a seventy million dollar mansion. What else do I say? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's good for him. Yeah. I mean, he he had a good payday uh, from Microsoft, so why not just go buy a mansion in Beverly Hills? Oh, and you're bidding against Jay-Z and Beyonce. Let's just go ahead and edge them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's something to tell your grandkids about someday. But yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, I think we're going to move forward. Um, I actually uh, I have something I want to talk to you about. You're a big proponent of technology and such. Uh, and I want to ask our listeners, anyone who's listening, I'm looking at buying a new TV. And uh, I'm really looking at a plasma. It's one of the last plasmas I could find at Best Buy. And uh, I'm very curious as to, especially being a gamer, what what you think about, you know, should I choose LED? Should I choose plasma? What's better? What's worse? So, I used to work at Best Buy, and when I was at Best Buy, um, I, you know, dabbled in the in the TV side of things too. And back then, it was LCD versus plasma. Uh, plasma was uh, the cheaper of the two, um, but it also had the burn-in issues, uh, overheating, and things like that that aren't the case anymore. Um, a lot of people have had a lot of good luck with plasma. If you want movie watching, plasma is actually a really good option because you can get really good darks, um, and you can also get really vibrant colors that you, you can get from an LCD or an LED, uh, but it's, it's a lot more vibrant on a plasma. That being said, though, I've personally opted for uh, an LED the last time I bought a TV was a couple of years ago. Um, it has uh, the good the good uh, contrast ratio, the darks, the refresh rate. Um, I just went for this because at the time, with the size that I was wanting, which is like a 65, uh, it was the best choice. I don't know what kind of size you're looking at, but plasma, I don't think it can get terribly big without really getting expensive um just because of the technology that's in it and the gases and things uh but the the plasma technology has come a long way in the past few years i find it interesting though that you said that there was only like one or so left at the best buy that you looked at is that right yeah i i was looking around and 
I'll be, I'll admit, I didn't ask anyone if that's right, because, you know, who wants to talk to those scoundrels like yourself? Um, <laughs> you know, I, but I was looking around at all of the descriptions, I didn't see any plasmas, and, you know, everything's LED or OLED these days, and, and of course, they've got a few 4K TVs they're trying to sell. And, yeah, it's the only one I can find, and it's actually, it's just a 51-inch, um, it's not too expensive. That's not a reason I'm looking at it. So it's it's almost exactly comparable to LEDs in the same uh, size. So I know it look. I am looking for that movie experience. I think uh, I will be taking a current big TV uh, downstairs with me. You know, I'll probably use that. Because I won't have to worry about that as much. But yeah, I I think I want. I want those deep blacks, those, you know, I think they say inky blacks. Um, mm-hmm. the movie experience, because I've got an older LCD now, and it's very noticeable in, in dark scenes, how it doesn't perform very well, actually. And over the years, it's just gotten so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, depending on the cost, like, the, the amount you want to spend, um, I would definitely, uh, compare... Uh, because the technology is kind of the point where, uh, like, 4K is the thing right now, right? That's going to be kind of the standard in a couple of years, I think. Everything's going to kind of push you that way. 3D didn't take off. They went to the next thing, which is, like, the curved and the 4K. I would take into consideration the cost of that and see how different it would be compared to the plasma. Because it could be worth it to pay a couple extra hundred dollars or and it's probably close to four or five hundred extra dollars uh for a 4k because that'll kind of be the new standard and the game systems and the movies they've already got 4k blu-ray out there netflix is already streaming 4k um but a lot of people's tvs can't take it yet that would be my piece of advice would say double check what we have now with 4k as opposed to what you're looking at and just kind of weigh the cost uh, of the new technology to the plasma. Yeah, I think I will. Uh, yeah, 4K is interesting. It, I mean, it definitely looks pretty. Um, the problem I have with, you know, you go to see, I go to Best Buy to see the displays of TVs, and they're always displaying the same uh, like sample reel. I, mm-hmm. I, I need to see something streaming from Netflix or, or a 4K Blu-ray. I can't keep seeing the same. It's always the same uh, picture of a village. Oh, here's 1080. Here's 4K, and you can see, right. you know, the umbrella on this lady from, you know, 20 miles away. But that I need, I need to see real world uh, results, you know, of the 4K technology. So I have no doubts about it, but it'd be nice to see. Yeah. If I mean, if you're serious about buying a TV too, you take. You can take in a Blu-ray player or something uh, to Best Buy or wherever and say, hey, I'm considering this TV. I would just want to see how this looks. I want to compare this mm. to this, but I want to use this source material uh, to see the difference between the two. Yeah. So let's say, like, I don't know if you, if you buy a, a 4K movie um, and then just put it out and just put it up there and display it. Or they may even have it. They could dis- they might have a display with a 4K movie, and they may be willing to maybe move it to a different one to let you look at it. Uh, probably not until after the holidays, though. Yeah. Because they'll probably be pretty busy up until 
uh, like the first couple of weeks of January with all the returns and such. But uh, getting getting past that, they'll they should be pretty accommodating because uh, they'll be trying to sell TVs, especially towards the uh, February first. Yeah, that'll be. Um, They'll have the next big sales on TVs yeah. the week leading up to February 1st, which is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, uh, it's very interesting that you're used to work at Best Buy. You know, what generally, I mean, is, is the Super Bowl leading up to Super Bowl a better time to buy a uh, TV set, or are the holiday sales just as just the same? So, Black Friday, you can find some good deals on TVs. This year, there were a few. Uh, right now, there's there are some decent deals out there, but you will find the best deals uh, at the last like the last week of playoffs for football and the week leading up to the Super Bowl. That's when they sell most TVs. That's when the most discounts are are available uh, because that's the real last push for people to want to buy a TV is to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's good to hear, actually. I, you know, it gives me a little bit of time to do some research and go check out the TVs. So I will be, I'm sure I'll be picking up a TV. Yeah, so watch watch for the Best Buy ads. When you see a football player on the front screen, or the front of the ad, you know that they're starting to ra- the ramp up the sales yeah. for those. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that uh, I'll I'll inform you guys later on what I choose and what I'm looking at. Um, on to more uh, interesting things, more um, entertainment thoughts. Uh, I think we want to talk about our movies of the year. Um, you know, what's your top five? What's my top five? And uh, th- I think this is a great year for movies this year. I had a lot of fun. I probably went to the movie theaters more this year than I have in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah. What What are you thinking? So there, there were a lot of good movies this year. Um, a lo- and a couple of my favorite movies I really actually didn't even see in the theater. Like I, I don't know why, but I skipped the Lego Movie. Uh, <laughs> up until a couple weeks ago, I bought it for four bucks on Blu-ray from uh, Black Friday deal, and I finally watched it for the first time. And there was no reason for me not to watch it, other than I just didn't get the time to up until then. Um, but that was a great, and that came out beginning of this year, I think, uh, like in May or something. Uh, I mean, you got. The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes came out this year. The new X-Men movie came out this year. Uh, Captain America, Guardians. You've got a ton of great candidates uh, for, um, you know, favorite movies of the year. Um, and I don't have mine set, like, any particular order or anything. Like, these are my top five. Here's number one, two, three, four. But, like, in general, for the movies that I saw in the theater this year, uh, Guardians is definitely on my list. Captain America, uh, the X-Men movie, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and I also really liked uh, Big Hero 6. So I think those would have to be my, my five standout movies for this year. Um, just, I mean, obviously you can see with Guardians and Cap, uh, Big Hero 6, well, actually, <laughs> X-Men 2. So four out of those movies are comic book-based movies. <laughs> And then the one was, you know, just a, a sci-fi movie. Yeah. But uh, those are kind of my, like, the movies I like to go to the movie theater and watch. Uh, but, yeah, those those would probably be my five. I There was a real 
misstep for me with The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, I really enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man, the first uh, reboot with... Uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I was going to say not Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I just couldn't remember his name. Uh, but I really enjoyed that. I thought they did a good job uh, telling that story, so I was looking forward to see how they took it with this new movie. But I don't want to get into spoilers with the movie or anything, but it the pacing was wrong on the movie the the villain had no motivation in the movie um and it was just too much trying to happen in too short a time so that was my big misstep i think of the year was the amazing spider-man 2 uh it's i wanted to like it i love the soundtrack the soundtrack is amazing i bought that and I listened to that a few times in the car. It's just really cool electronic techno type stuff um, that I really enjoyed listening to. But uh, the movie, come on. <laughs> like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, they were great. Their chemistry is great. But everything else about that movie just didn't line up for me. It just didn't feel right. But anyway, those are my top fives and my number one misstep. All right. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen uh, Spider. I haven't seen that Spider-Man yet. I I also really enjoyed the first one with Andrew Garfield, and uh, yeah, I've seen the reception from the second movie. And, yeah, I I haven't watched it since it came out. Actually, I rented it to. I was on a business trip. I rented it on my Vita, but for some reason it wouldn't download, so I had to stay off. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Sony movie wouldn't play on the Sony platform. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> problems um <laughs> but yeah i uh so guardians absolutely i love that movie uh, x-men days of the future past that's definitely on top five i really enjoyed that movie and what else oh did you the there's a tom hardy movie that came out this year actually uh called the drop did you see any trailers for that one, or do you know about that one? More, mm-hmm. more of an indie movie. It, 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 can't, it was only out in theaters for, I don't know, you know, four weeks or something like that. But I, I enjoy a lot of those smaller budget indie films with good acting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very good uh, little short story kind of about a guy who owns a, operates a bar where they do uh, money drops for the mob, the mafia. So... I highly suggest going and see it, checking that out if you can find it. Um, and let's see what else. Um, Lego Movie was really good. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I went to that in theaters, and I, I wasn't expecting much, and I ended up enjoying it way way more than I thought it was going to be. So that's actually a pick me four. And, uh, this is probably an odd choice, but I actually just seen it a couple weeks ago. But I really enjoyed Maleficent. <laughs> uh, I, I, there's a lot of bad reception for that movie, but it is what it is. It's a Disney movie that tried to do something a little bit darker with that character, I think. Um, Angelina Jolie was just awesome in that movie. A perfect role for her. And I, I really enjoyed that. So, yeah, yeah I think that'll actually round out my odd. But um, there's a few movies I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen Interstellar. I haven't seen. 
You haven't seen Interstellar? No, I haven't. And I, I'm very much looking forward to that. I know there's a lot of mixed reception on that too, but I know I'll enjoy it. Um, Guard, or, uh, the Hunger Games, the part one, Mock and Jack. Wait to see that. Gone Girl, I didn't see that. No, I didn't see a lot of these drama movies this year. I think I'm waiting for them to come out in a video, so. Mm-hmm. Let's we'll see. Did you, uh, did you see any old movies? Uh, didn't see Gone Girl. Um, don't think I saw... I don't typically see drama movies in the theater a ton. Yeah. Uh, unless my wife wants to go see them. Um, like, for me, the action experiences or sci-fi experience is really kind of what gives me the theater. Um, or... Uh, and I was just looking through this list, too, to see what came out. And I didn't realize this came out this year. But Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, I saw that in the theater. Um, and I totally forgot that came out this year. Um, it was really good. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar with the Jack Ryan movies. Uh, it's like The Hunt for Red October, Clear and Present Danger, Patriot Games, The Swim of Fears. Those are all centered around a character called Jack Ryan. Uh, and this was the latest one of those. It was it was a really good uh, story uh, that I I thought was pretty decent, um, and I also f- forgot about this one, and I don't know why because I liked it because uh, I was just looking at this list here. Edge of Tomorrow was actually a good movie that I liked this year uh, that I saw in the theater that I was surprised by. I would say that was be my pleasantly surprised that I liked this movie as well as I did movie. Yeah, it's true. I forgot that came out this year as well. Um... I might actually have to edge edge out Melissa and put that in my top five because I I I really <laughs> I watched that I I I didn't watch that until it came out on DVD but I uh, rented it one night I probably watched it like four times over the course of a week because I just it was an enjoyable movie it was fun to watch. Mhm. Yeah, a lot of people kind of pass it up because Tom Cruise is in it and he's kind of he turns a lot of people off these days it seems for movies. Um, but I went and saw that with my wife and she even liked it too. It had a, a good, uh, a good character development, good comedy parts of it, uh, and just a decent story overall. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to 2015 though. 2015 will definitely, uh, have a ton of movies in it. We could talk another hour on just 2015 movies, I'm sure, but, uh, looking back in 2014, it was a good year for movies. Um, and the biggest movie of the year, uh, that was the highest grossing, uh, domestically at least, was Guardians of the Galaxy uh, at $332 million. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal, you know. It, it wasn't going to do very well. Nobody saw yeah, that. Yeah, I, I couldn't be happier about when that movie just blew up in the way it did because that's, mm-hmm. that was the word is... That was a big risk for Marvel with these strange alien characters. And, you know, I had never heard of that comic book series until the movie. Granted, I'm not a huge comic book guy, but still, I mean, no, I mean, the general audience has never heard of these characters. And, you know, they, they hit it out of the park with that one. Yeah. All right. So that was uh, a nice little wrap up of the movies there. Um, I think we're running a little bit long on time here, but uh, 
in case you have anything else, I think we can probably wrap it up if you're ready. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Well, everybody, we'd like to thank you for listening to our inaugural podcast uh, for That's Entertainment. Um, hopefully it wasn't too uh, hard for you to listen to on the ears, uh, but we definitely welcome feedback. And you can reach out to us uh, either by Twitter, at EntertainingPod. That's at EntertainingPod. Uh, or you can send emails to that's entertaining at gmail.com. In the future, we'll be having uh, a website getting built up uh, so that you can reach out to us over there, too. But uh, we just definitely want to hear your feedback, hear your thoughts, uh, what you thought that you liked, uh, what you uh, maybe thought that we could do a little bit better. Obviously, this is my first podcast ever, uh, so... Uh, just excited to get out there and try new things uh, and hope that you guys find some enjoyment in it too. Absolutely. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, my first, first podcast as well. Uh, no idea what the hell I'm doing, but uh, I think it's fun. And I love talking to Nate about our topics. So hopefully you guys enjoy it too. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Uh, and if everything goes well, you hopefully heard this, so that means we could edit it, and we should hopefully be getting another one out there for you. Uh, but feel free to follow us on Twitter at EntertainingPod. Uh, you can also find me. I am at Sith Nightmare. That's Sith, as in like the Jedi versus the Sith. Uh, Nightmare spelled with a K. So S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. I think that's probably the longest Twitter handle ever. <laughs> And you can find me at jpicky86, that's J-P-I-C-K-Y-86. A horrible tag, I know, and I'll probably change it eventually, but for now, that's where I'm at. All right, and that'll do it for us for That's Entertaining. Hopefully, you were entertained. Have a good week. Yep, see everyone next week.